Welcome to the Truth CSGO Podcast, episode 60. Today we are talking mostly roster moves. Smuya removes himself from big, Mouseports are down to three, Nico goes to Rogue, and E United poach three players from Swole Patrol. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Ferret. Code Zero. Flusher. Oh, this is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the truth? The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. CSGO podcast. The truth. CSGO podcast. The truth. CSGO podcast. Are we rushing in or are we going sneaky beaky like? So in the last two weeks, uh, although we haven't had any huge tournaments we have had some bits and pieces some roster changes a couple of little tournaments i'm not going to be fully in reverse chronological order here but i will do my best uh let's start with nico he has gone to rogue rogue of course the north american organization uh, with the igl of msl who did a little switcheroo with cadian late last year They've brought in Nico, who actually was on North for a small time during MSL's tenure there. Nico is, of course, Nikolai Christensen. I have trumpeted his uh, abilities on this podcast several times in the past, and having him out in the snow was disconcerting, to say the least. It's great to see that he has been picked uh, back up on a team. Obviously, he had some uh, good vibes with old mate MSL in the past. Now, uh, he has been replacing Tenski. Tenski, of course, is another Danish player who was standing in on Rogue. So it's good to see my boy back on a team. Uh, Now, there is a little uh, something I should mention. I did get a letter this week from a lovely listener, a letter, an email, who mentioned specifically that he enjoyed the alternate names I came up with for Nico. Now, Nico, of course, has a bit of uh, an issue just in terms of uh, standing out personally, because he shares a name with the other Nico from FaZe, who is the current number three player in the world. Now, I did actually ask Nico, uh, the Bosnian Nico, whether or not he was worried that there was another Nico in Denmark who shared his name. He couldn't give an F. Obviously, it's uh, the onus is on the less famous Nico to do something about his name. And uh, so, yeah, in a previous podcast, I came up with several names that he could possibly use. Perhaps, you know, if, if he'd been listening to the podcast, he could have used them. He hasn't taken my advice. Obviously, I assume that he's listening to the podcast now. So, Nico, I have some uh, some more names. I've come up with some more juicy names that you could possibly just take on board, rebrand yourself, carve out your own niche, so to speak. These are These are quite possibly the best... Uh, names, alternate names you will ever be offered by anybody. Uh, so here they are. Nietzsche. Uh, that might have been a favorite from the last one, but uh, anyway, it's a good one. Nietzsche, get in there again. Uh, Nanook of the North. I'm just trying to keep your N, your N, you know, your N is your capital letter in these suggestions here. I hope you appreciate it. Not the nine o'clock news. Uh, Nico MG. Okin, which is actually just Nico backwards. You can go for that sort of Ethan Cutler thing. Uh, Nestor Almendros, obviously the uh, the uh, Oscar-winning uh, cinematographer, most most often used by Woody Allen. That would be a nice little cinematic tribute there. Uh, Noki starts with a G, but you know that's part of the fun. Uh, Nikoko the Clown, Napster, Naked Lunch, Necktie Jones. No country for old men. 
Uh, and here are some other suggestions that I thought they don't have, don't have the N word, but they could be good. I love the Truth CSGO podcast. Uh, Truth CSGO podcast is my bay. Going gay for the truth. The Truth CSGO podcast.com best website ever. Um, MSL's BFF. Not that Nico. Fraggity Andy. Bilbo Fraggins. Fragatha Christie. Gabe Newell is my bitch. And finally, because Nico only came third in the rankings this year, why not just go all out and, and name yourself Simple? Then you're really aiming for the stars. <clears throat> uh, let's move on to some other roster news. Smuya has stepped down from Big. You'd have to be living under a rock to not have heard that Smuya this week announced he was benching himself from the German organization Berlin International Gaming just before the major due to not being happy and not being given the orb and not feeling like he was meshing with the team. Nex has now stepped back in. Nex, if you recall, was undergoing wrist surgery and will compete in Smuya's stead, obviously with their new player, Zantara's popping heads. Uh, now, Smuya has copped a lot of flack for this move. People are questioning why he would give up a major spot to go into the wilderness of North America, which is where he's stated he intends to uh, make his next move. In fact, I believe he stood in for former Bravado players in the uh, Denial team in their bid for IEM Sydney. I don't think they were uh, successful. Uh, anyway, he's also gotten a bit of flack because he was captured on stream saying that he told Refresh, Refresh is of course the latest optic transfer, uh, he told Refresh to kill himself because he wasn't trying. He wasn't trying in game. Uh, Smuya got a little bit uh, frustrated and toxic and was boasting of it uh, to Lobanica. Now, he has now uh, been banned from FPL. And I think... <clears throat> I'm not going to criticize uh, Smuya's benching of himself because if we take him at his word and assume that he wasn't kicked, then I say more power to him. This guy was unhappy enough that he gave up a major spot for the sake of his sanity and happiness, then uh, good on him. And anyone who says he's an, he's, he's an idiot because he ruined his career, etc., etc., well, I would say that there's more to life than just a, a career. And uh, quite possibly, such critics are making the assumption that he has made a decision based on short-term discomfort. And that it's going to be one that Smooth is going to regret further down the road when time proves that this was the wrong move for his career and he never gets on another team. Now, it is quite possible that that might be the case, but Smooth was pretty clear about his reasons. And uh, I don't think there's any real reason for us not to take him at face value. I know he has a bit of a reputation as uh, somewhat of a ratter in the scene but uh, why not uh, take him in good faith now we don't know the whole story there may be a whole lot more going on than we know actually and uh, I would also say if we if we enjoy the impulsive immature Smuya and his moments of gold on Twitter and you have to admit he has some some moments of gold then we can hardly turn around and backhand him when he does something we view as short-sighted in his career and as for the refresh incident I think it's absolutely overblown because basically it's 100% between the two players. If Smuyer apologizes to Refresh and Refresh Refresh forgives him, which is actually what happened, I mean, and it also happened on in, in public on Twitter, then it's basically nobody's business. So for Smuyer to be publicly dressed down seems, well, it seemed, it's, I'm not sure it's still happening, but it seemed a bit ridiculous when it happened um, because people went to town on him on Reddit and Twitter. And I think this is another example of corporate morality. 
going a bit crazy. And in fact, the way that so many people went to pains on Twitter and Reddit to agree with each other that Smuya's words were disgraceful and uncalled for was ridiculous. As if every single person with an avatar online felt the need to point out that their avatar was virtuous. And by avatar, I obviously mean a Twitter handle or a Reddit account. Like we've all been so inculcated with the machinery of corporate mentality and press releases at the drop of a hat that we need to feel the we feel the need to issue our own sort of mini press releases, even if the incident in question is none of our business and involves us not in the slightest. So, like, what I'm trying to say here is, like, what person in their right mind would 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 condone telling someone else to go kill yourself, or that that saying go go kill yourself is a nice thing to say to someone else in the middle of a game? You know, when you suppose you're on a team. Obviously, no one. Obviously, no one. So, therefore, to come out and castigate someone in public for doing it, unless you were involved in the matter, is this brainless as going to church, even though you don't believe in God, or picking up a stone to throw at someone who you see others stoning in a public square, or throwing a rock through a shop window and looting, you know, the TVs inside just because you see a bunch of other people, like, running around smashing windows. Or or it's like pretending to be excited by the school football match just because everyone else is. The the people who are doing this to Smooya are trying to fit in, they're trying to belong, they're trying to be a part of something, and I get that. It's a very very deep-rooted biological need. And the communities and the villages that we supposedly had 10,000 years ago are non-existent, blah, 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 blah. We have this deep biological need to connect and be a part of a group. But please connect over something positive. Connect over something you love, something you want to celebrate, not something that you want to shit on. And I think Smooth is obviously uh, a great talent. And he's coming to the public eye because of his talent. And that does give, give, you know, we've all got the right to criticize someone else. But just imagine what it would be like if you quit your job. Let's say you're working at Burger King and you quit your job because you don't get on with your fellow workmates just before you're about to get a raise. And then a whole bunch of people online tell you what an idiot you are for quitting your job (laughs) and telling one of your workmates to kill themselves even though you've since apologized with said workmate and smoothed things over and uh, regret your decisions. Wouldn't that be horrible? So if you don't have anything nice to say about Smooya, I would suggest you uh, be quiet. (laughs) Guy's got enough pressure on his shoulders. All right, let's move on to Fnatic. It has been announced that JW and Crims have signed three-year contracts with Fnatic. Now, for such players to sign a such a long contract, you've got to think that this is them locking down their future in case their form slumps in the next couple of years. I'm uh, going to casually predict we won't see Crims in the top 20 of 2019. Fnatic didn't actually look very good at their last tournament, I by Power Masters. They lost to Cloud9 in the best of one and Liquid in the best of three. I thought they actually looked better at the end of last year. A lot of people have picked them to go 3-0, actually, in the upcoming Katowice main qualifier. Uh, But I don't really know. Actually, the players themselves ranked them the highest out of the new challenger bracket. Uh, I don't really see it. I'd say there are other teams, for instance, uh, NRG, looking like a better team right now. Actually, personally, you may have seen on my Twitter, I have put uh, Renegades down to go the 3-0 
in a fit of uh, perhaps misguided but uh, enthusiastic patriotism. I have, um, I'm sure there's some sort of uh, social science term for it. I'm sure there's some Stanford grad who's coined a term for it, like a hopeful uh, cognitive bias or something where you, uh, there's a part of you that hopes that by uh, betting on something, you'll make it more likely to occur. That is uh, mainly the reason why I have done my pickums that way. Uh, we've got a little bit more news, uh, Virtus Pro way. I really should stop doing these stings or I'm going to be here all day. Uh, Neo has announced that he is open to offers and is 100% now officially on the market for any takers. Uh, there, there's been some speculation, I guess, that he should be uh, or opining uh, that he should be moving to a coach role or some sort of managerial position rather than going back to being a player. Obviously, we saw that his stats were not crash hot at all on Virtus Pro in the last, I guess, year and a half. Not year and a half, half a year. Um, I tend to agree that probably his tenure as a player has reached its... Uh, it's it's end although although I don't really know how good his English is. If his English is better than it would appear, then perhaps he would make a good asset on a, a team of younger players. He doesn't seem to have the energy of someone like Taz, who would be I guess pumping up a younger team. So you'd want to find a team that already has a really enthusiastic IGL and perhaps requires the calming uh, presence of an older an older uh, veteran. Perhaps uh, a team not unlike mouse sports. <laughs> we'll get to them in a moment. Uh, let's just chat really briefly about the We Play Lock and Load tournament. I think I mentioned it last episode, but We Play Lock and Load was an online tournament. It was $50,000. I believe it was being played or held or, um, what should, how do you say it, uh, hosted in Ukraine. Anyway, this was won by Vitality, netting themselves 25 k They beat teams like Hellraisers, Optic, Big Gambit, Heroic, Windstrike, Kinguin, Furia. Virtus Pro and Prosto. Prosto is how apparently you pronounce Pro 100. So I've been saying it wrong all this time. Uh, these guys obviously, of course, did not play all of these teams, but they were the other teams competing. It does feel like, even though this was not, not, not a larger tournament, we do uh, we have to acknowledge that Vitality is essentially Tier 1 at this point. Uh, I don't know whether you'd say that these teams in, in, this, in this tournament were the top, top, top echelon. We haven't seen them beat FaZe. Uh, we haven't seen them play Astralis. Uh, but these but these teams are definitely very respectable, and I think we can we can safely put Vitality around the top 10 at this point. Uh, NBK actually top-fragged in the finals against Hellraisers, so it's good to see old mate getting back amongst it. Actually, Zywu top-fragged over the whole tournament, but it is good to see that uh, when push comes to shove, when the chips are down, when the stakes are high... Old mate delivers. Uh, now another tournament that happened was the Ice Challenge, ICE Challenge. That was happening happening um, down the road from me actually, in uh, London Town. I was too busy to go to it, which was a shame. I would have liked to have gotten along. There weren't too many people uh, spectating. It was in the middle of some sort of conference. Uh, it was sponsored by GG Bet. How wonderful! Uh, this was also a fifty thousand dollar tournament. It was only for four teams though. Um, and evidently just a sort of a little show match for the sponsor. 
North actually won this one, and they netted themselves 30k over Na'Vi, Heroic, and Avangar. This is good news for North, who seemed very demoralized after not making into the major. They actually have a new coach, coach called Mitha. Mitha has just replaced Ave, A-V-E, who obviously replaced Rugger late last year. Now, Mitha actually just won Coach of the Year in Denmark, apparently because of work he's done with tricked and alternate attacks and also giving people advice on stream and apparently also through some sort of gaming academy in Denmark. And it's worth mentioning that Hunden brought him over to alternate attacks. So he's definitely got some people with credibility who believe in him. And Hunden said on Twitter, his reactions in... Uh, five on four no one of the things he specializes in i should say uh player reactions in five on four or four on five scenarios how to make the sites react to each other and uh improved fundamentals he's got a really good understanding of how to fix ct sites so i think it can be really really good if he can help scrub this roster into some sort of consistent shape he'll be worth his weight in gold and north has needed it haven't they a common complaint has been the amount of talent and potential these guys have had and how for some reason it just hasn't been unlocked. And hopefully this guy, Mitha, fresh off the back of his victory of the best uh, Danish uh, esports coach, which apparently was partly decided by Zonic, hence why Zonic didn't win. Um, anyway, so hopefully that will be the uh, key to unlock this roster. Na'Vi, of course, should have won this tournament. They were by far the highest ranked team here, but they shit the bed a bit. Uh, and they actually lost to Heroic in their first matchup. This prompted a bizarre interview with Zeus via HLTV where he said, and I'm quoting, we need to sort out our relationship issues. If we don't resolve this, then number one is out of the conversation. It feels like we're treating the major like just another event. There's no massive eagerness. And as such, I can't tell people to await some sort of amazing result from us. He went on, it's becoming progressively harder to compete. Nevertheless, I think this might not even be the main reason. The main reason is that I've stopped enjoying our communication and relationships. It's like we're in some sort of a rut and I don't fully understand how we make our way out of it. There are individuals and they have personalities. These personalities haven't changed. Pardon me. And it will take years for any change to take place. Personally, I have no interest in raising these people or working on relationships. I don't have the strength or willingness to do it anymore. So that is quite the uh, dramatic turn of events from the Navi camp. We did hear from him last year that he was thinking of retiring this year, but it seems that the uh, D-Day is probably closer than we might have imagined. Uh, let's move on to Windigo. Windigo, of course, are the Bulgarian team who were knocked out of the EU minor by North mere weeks ago, and they have announced that the entire team is up for sale, which is crazy uh, when you think about how close they came to actually making the major. I assume that this sale was somewhat contingent on the proceeds that may have come from being part of a major squad. If you recall, Poison did very well at the minors. He was their best fragger. Uh, he's a 20-year-old with a 1.24 rating, interestingly. Uh, and Windigo is actually ranked to number 26. So what I guess what's, what's notable about this is that you can be a, a team... Pardon me, a team who's ranked number 26, and there's plenty of better well-known, better well-known, more well-known teams below that ranking, and still not be making enough money to be held on to as an asset by an organization. Now, look, we don't know what sort of trouble the organization or the holders of Windigo are having. It could be that they have some debts they need to cover and are trying to make a quick buck. 
But it does seem, uh, well, you know, it's something to keep an eye on if we're thinking about the health of the scene in the future coming on. So let's move on to Mouse Sports. This is a bit of a, a juicier segment because Mouse Sports have announced that they are down to three players. They have benched Chris J. Stico and their coach, LMBT. This obviously also comes on the back of not qualifying for the major, which as a top five team is very disappointing. More disappointing than North, more disappointing than Windigo. This was, I wouldn't call it a disgrace because, you know, whose standard am I holding them up to? Obviously, their own standard is what matters. And I'm sure they would have hoped to have done a lot better than this. What we've got to imagine is that these guys probably weren't progressing, probably weren't growing, probably weren't developing. Because if you get rid of your IGL and your coach, it suggests that you want a new direction. Or perhaps you were stagnating. Uh... It's hard to know whether to criticize these moves or not um, because it obviously kind of been a decision made lightly. Chris J himself has been with the organization for four years. Pretty sure LMBT was part of the new lineup that brought them the success. Has he been there as long? I'm not quite sure. Um, But he's definitely an OG with this roster as well. And Sticker, of course, was someone they got rid of and then brought back last year. Um, and actually, you know what, LMBT uh, clear, clarified that for me. I always assumed that they realized the error of their ways after Snacks, Snacks' tenure and decided that, shit, we didn't realize we had such a good thing in Sticko. That was not the case. In an interview with uh, Cybersport, LMBT said that they just didn't have enough time to trial anyone else and had to go with the known commodity of Sticko. They had a bunch of tournaments coming up. So <laughs> the whole... Minus Sticko, plus Sticko, minus Sticko thing, I think probably gets a little bit um, misunderstood if, if, if you want to take LMBT at his word. Uh, but one can only imagine that Mouse Sports probably felt like they've gotten as far as they can with this lineup and need someone new, not only as the head, but as a support, because obviously uh, Sticko was doing a lot of the backbreaking work for other stars such as Oscar. Now, Carrigan's been bandied about a lot as a name that might join Photoshop. Photoshop. Why did I say Photoshop? What was it? What I was trying to say was that they posted a photo of him. Mouse Sports posted a photo of him in his old Mouse Sports gear on their Twitter. And Carrigan, in another Twitter, another tweet, said that he was not going to be headed to Mouse Sports. So that might just be a bit of a bait. Tarek is another name that is uh, being bandied about. He's a free agent right now. People want to see him end up with a lineup like this. Uh, how different is he to Chris J, though? He's another sort of loose-styled IGL. He's a bit of a character. He's a very relaxed cat. I think um, Mouse Sports might actually be better off with a structured IGL. Sometimes it did feel like they were sort of winning tournaments in spite of not having a structure and purely because for some reason they all just decided to pop off. Um, maybe that's not giving enough credit to Chris J. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. What, what, what's difficult is that there's not a lot of structured IGLs on the market right now. In fact, the first one that comes to mind is FNS. <laughs> Um, but actually, FNF only really wants to play with people he knows, apparently. Uh, the bigger question for me about mouse sports would be, where do you get a good coach? Who is on the market who's actually worth picking up right now as a coach? Do you take a chance on someone new? Now, I did mention the fact that Neo might make a good coach, uh, perhaps in some sort of capacity, but I don't really see him coaching Oscar, you know, or telling Sonny what to do. That just seems a bit weird. 
Um, in fact, when I think about it, I don't know if Neo's actually even going to make a good coach. He doesn't really seem open enough. Um, so, you know, if we're going to speculate at all as to what's going to happen to this mouse sports roster, it might be worth thinking about what teams would disintegrate or make proper changes post-major if they don't get the results that they're looking for. Obviously, there's Na'Vi, as we just mentioned. Uh, there's Renegades, perhaps. Tai Lu, G2, NIP, Vitality, Complexity. Um, could someone like Bentet do good things as an IGL, perhaps on paper? Uh, but I think culturally, I don't know whether I see him fitting in with a European team. Um, and who would you pick up, pick up as a support player from these teams? Also, uh, maybe Get Right, uh, maybe Body, maybe JKM, maybe Azza. Um, I have made no secret of the fact that I want Pasha to join FaZe. And so if my dream were to come true, you would see Adren packed off. And I think he might make a good addition to Mouse Sports. Um, probably a better addition than he's making on phase currently. Let's move on from mouse sports because it is pure, pure speculation. And I don't know. I've had enough of speculation. Red Reserve have announced that they uh, basically are over. They're through. Have they announced it or someone else? Anyway, I've got down in my notes here, Red Reserve have dissolved. And it has followed the departure of Disco, Doplin, Hampus and Rusty. If you've been uh, on the Twitter recently, you will know that Disco Doplin accused them of not paying him for the last two payments. Red Resolve, uh, Red Resolve, Red Reserve now just consists of Draken and Grux and Kriller, their coach. Now, all I know about Red Reserve in terms of what difficulties they may have been having relates to, I think someone posted this on Reddit, but basically their owner, the owner of the umbrella company, that owns Red Reserve, put that company on the stock market last year, floated the motherfucker, and it seems that the whole company has lost 60% of its value on the market, or actually 69% in the last year. So some bad decisions have been made, obviously, some financial fluffaroos. What's a shame, I guess, about this roster is seeing how far a player like Draken has fallen. We saw some incredible highlights out of Draken in his uh, dalliance with NIP. He had some some okay stuff happening in Fnatic. Disco Doplin obviously was once on Fnatic himself. Uh, and it appears Brolin and Twist have, have made it out by the skin of their teeth. Is that, is that even an expression? The skin of their... Have made it out by the... In the last second. <laughs> For want of a better... Uh... <laughs> Sometimes you just got to stop yourself from talking nonsense. Uh, Engine has stepped down from uh, ex-Space Soldiers. Engine obviously uh, follows the departure of Zentares. He has cited lack of motivation through 2018 with everything that happened on that team. Yam is apparently staying, which is good. I mean, I don't know where else he's going to go, but uh, I think I've said this like the last four episodes. I don't want to see those guys break up. Engine, where are you going to go? Someone pick them up, for goodness sake. Uh, finally, we've had a bit of drama on E-United. FNS left E-United, citing lack of stability and poor performances. He said uh, he, there was an environment in which it was impossible to play, 
FNS's stats on EU United were pretty lackluster, so I believe him that it was impossible to play. He has, uh, there's been talk of a reunion with Tarek on CLG because there's two spots, obviously, that will be up for grabs on CLG post-major. No one's expecting that current lineup to do many good things. Uh, I guess we'll see about that. EU United have now bought three players from Swole Patrol. That's that's some other news that happened today. That was very dramatic. A lot of people who follow the NA scene were up in arms about it. Uh, what happened really was that Swole Patrol had literally just beaten EU United, I think the day before or two days before, in the IEM Sydney qualifier. And EU United turned around and bought three of those players. <laughs> Uh, so United is now Moose, Cooper, Vanity, Food, and Marker. And two of the players who were traded, or, well, or benched, I guess, or cast to the side of the CSGO road, are Dazzle and Dapper. This, in some ways, seems a little bit shitty for uh, the uh, Swell Patrol boys. It's unclear, as of this recording, whether or not they will keep their spot at IEM Sydney or the fact that the majority of their players who won that spot are now on another team will get that spot. It would seem a bit weird that the team who won would go to IEM Sydney with a completely different lineup. Well, not completely different, but majority different. Uh, And it also seems a bit uh, shitty that a team would lose in a qualifier buy the players that beat them and then therefore go to the qualifier instead of the team that beat them. So, I don't know, a dicey situation might have to come down to a bit of negotiation between the teams uh, on the part of IEM. Uh, it's also a little bit shitty for Sub Rosa. He was called into pinch hit for the qualifier after being kicked from CLG and actually looked like he was having fun on a United. He tweeted out uh, after um, one or two of the losses, if we get a better map pool and grind out some server time, I truly see potential with this lineup. Good game to everyone we played in the qualifier next time. Obviously, the potential in that lineup uh, will be um, realized without him. Um, so that's about it for all our news. There's a, that's, that's probably as far as we can take this sort of um, skimpy week. What I think I will do is address some emails that I got during the week. So I had four emails this week from listeners, which means it's a bumper week for me. Thank you very, very much for all the lovely things you said, Alex, Hiradotsu, Jay, and Devon. Um, I actually wanted to do a proper response to Devon's email in particular. Uh, Devon said he's been getting into Jordan Peterson recently, read his book 12 Rules for Life and thinks I would enjoy him. Said this podcast reminds him of Jordan Peterson. Uh, I don't, there's actually so much to say about this that I think I'm going to have to save it for another episode. Let me just say that I have excised mention of Jordan Peterson from this podcast more than twice uh, because there is so much to say, actually. In fact, the first time I took it out was in my interview with Dustin Moret. Dustin, um, we did a little interview maybe over a year and a half ago now about his career. And during my research about Dust, we I checked out his YouTube channel and found that he'd recently uh, followed Jordan Peterson's YouTube channel. So I brought it up. He said he followed it because he saw that Thorin followed him and didn't know much about him. And we had a chat about him then. I took it out because I have an aversion to what's popular. 
That sounds ridiculous. Uh, it sounds ridiculous. I just didn't want to be another podcast talking about Jordan Peterson. Um, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. Uh, yeah, there has been another couple of times when it's come up and I've taken it out just because... It, it, for the same reason I don't talk about Thorin. I think there's enough There's enough people talking about both of these things. And, and uh, the, one of the reasons I mentioned Thorin is because uh, Jay recommended that I check out a YouTube video of Thorin's called Unstoppable Streak of Thoughts, which he thinks may help me with my motivation. Um, that's lovely. I will actually check it out. I do I do think Thorin's a very smart guy. He's a very articulate speaker and has a lot of wonderful things to say. Sometimes his message gets lost in the noise for me uh, in the social media drama that I don't think he creates necessarily unknowingly often um which is why i sort of tune out from his stuff even though i really enjoy his csgo content but i will check that out and uh i think i will address your note later on devon i have a lot of thoughts about jordan peterson um i have read his book and i have listened to his uh maps of meaning lectures and i studied joseph campbell at university which uh, was he was sort of the progenitor to progenitor is that the right word to Jordan Peterson in that he well he was he followed on from Jung so Carl Jung was sort of the originator of this idea that comparative mythology can help us discover the similar symbology in our dreams across cultures and across times. Joseph Campbell went on to develop his work in books like Hero with a Thousand Faces. Uh, And if you haven't read that book, I I recommend it because it outlines what Campbell called the monomyth, which is the story that cultures have been telling, you know, across thousands and thousands of years in different parts of the world and in in different religions and in different uh, social tales. Uh, I think we, I think I think this is such a deep topic that we should actually make it its own episode. I'm going to end it here now. Thank you guys for your emails. I really really appreciate it. Let's do a CS:GO and Jordan Peterson episode in the near future. Uh, in the meantime, if you have any topics like that you want me to talk about, feel free because I think we're going to be we're going to be chock chock full with the Katowice major coming up. But the moment that's done. I'm sure there'll be some uh, some episodes that can slip through the gaps. We are affiliated with CSGO to Asia for all your Counter-Strike Asian needs. Music is by Beaufort. News is occasionally by Josh. I think he's uh, still struggling with school at the moment. But that's fine. He's a kid. He's just trying to make his way in this crazy mixed up world. Um, and we are going to be on the Discord come Katowice major qualifier which is in two days time so if you want to get involved in that I'll hopefully be on the voice chat if I can make it work <laughs> uh, the address for that is on my Twitter account which is at the truth CSGO if you want to send me an email the truth at the truth CSGO.com and in the meantime I hope you are enjoying the new maps that have come in the latest update because I certainly am not and if you are I'm jealous as hell alright enjoy the game